Welcome to the Exploring Unschooling Podcast. For countless parents, the journey to unschooling has redefined childhood and transformed their family relationships. Are you curious? Together, let's explore what living and learning looks like without school. Hello, explorers. I'm Pamela Riccia, and this is episode number 210 of the podcast. It's the 14th of January, 2020, as I record this intro. And this week, I have a fantastic conversation with Michelle Conaway. Michelle is an unschooling mother of three and grandmother to one. She also runs the Texas Unschoolers Group and coordinates their annual conference. I really appreciate her taking the time to chat with me and share some wonderful stories and insights from their unschooling lives. As a personal update, things are a bit more up in the air this week. I spent a good chunk of last weekend prepping for the forecasted ice storm. In other years, we've lost power for a few days, so it was definitely worth it, but it wasn't in my original plan, so that took a little bit of shifting. It turns out we were only without power for an hour or so, but a downpour from the storm has significantly impacted our internet access, so podcast uploads and call recordings may be affected for a little bit. We'll see how things go. And I want to take a moment to thank everyone who has chosen to support the podcast through Patreon. And a big welcome to new patrons, Katie Castleton and Angela Morera. Hi, Katie. Hi, Angela. I deeply appreciate all my patrons. Your generous support not only lets me know that you enjoy the show and want it to continue, it allows me to spend time creating episodes each week and to keep the podcast archive freely available to anyone who's curious and wants to explore the fascinating world of unschooling. If you'd like to join my community of patrons and scoop up some great rewards along the way, check out the Exploring Unschooling page at patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash exploring unschooling. And now let's dive into my conversation with Michelle. Welcome. I'm Pamela Riccia from livingjoyfully.ca and today I'm here with Michelle Conaway. Hi, Michelle. Hey, um. I am so happy that you agreed to come on the podcast and chat about unschooling with me. So to get us started, can you share with us a bit about you and your family and what everybody's up to right now? Sure. Yeah. And thank you for having me here. This is very exciting. I love talking about unschooling. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah my, um, I, I, we're a family of five, um, three um, kids, almost all adults now. Um, our oldest one is 32, married and has a baby. Um, the, um, the middle one is uh, Cameron. And they, they've um, let me know that it's okay to share things about their lives and their names. So I'm not uh, disrespecting their wishes here. Um, Cameron is 19, just turned 19. Um, and Caleb is 17. Um, we started on this journey through public school. In fact, my daughter went all the way through public school. Um, she was in private school first, and then we went to public school, and um, we kind of maneuvered our way through that system. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a lot older um, than the boys, so they we got she graduated high school, and here came Cameron starting kindergarten. So Cameron started kindergarten, and um, I just you know. 
it didn't feel right. <laughs> it just didn't feel right from the beginning. It was kind of exciting. You know, we get the backpacks. We're, you know, walking with the group to school. But then um, I started seeing some changes in him um, and his happiness and just his flow and his um, creativity. So he, we stayed in kindergarten and went to first grade. And um, during this time, I was doing a lot of internal, <laughs> internal work on myself. Mm-hmm. So I was learning to listen to my intuition a lot, a lot closer, um, uh, kind of remove myself from what the world was telling me to do and trying to listen to more intuitively to what uh, was right for me. So Cameron started first grade and um, I felt it. It was like, you need to homeschool. I just heard this voice and I was like, what? I can't do that. You know? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You can't do it. Um, but it just kept being there. The, the, the voice, my internal, it was a knowing that, um, you need to take this boy out of school. So I talked to my husband and he was like, what, you know, what, <laughs> but we talked through it and, um, he said, let's do it. And so I said now, and he's like, yeah, now we'll figure it out. So, um, so it was Christmas break that this was happening and I, um, I took him out. I went right after Christmas break. It was his birthday. Um, I took him out and we went to Chuck E. Cheese and we just had a blast that day. And, uh, he was like, yes, you know, I'm out of school. And, um, and then, you know, the fear started coming in. I, I ordered all this curriculum. Um, I sat our upstairs room as this amazing, <laughs> amazing room with things all over the wall and, you know, ABCs and, and books and, and just all kinds of things. And so we got started with school and, um, it was a nightmare. (laughs) It was, it was not fun, you know, and, um, he was crying. I was crying. His little brother was crying. We were all, and I thought, what, I was listening to my voice. What happened? You know, I mean, this was supposed to be the best thing ever. And, Um, and then I, you know, I I had other things just come to me. I was like, can you relax? Can you just bring the Legos upstairs? Let's just, instead of crying today and, and butting heads today, can we just play? And so we did that and it would feel better. And then I would get scared again and I would, (laughs) we would pull the books back out. So this went on for a while, and then I tried, you know, unit studies. I tried all these different things, and um, I just remember a point of going, what are you doing? Why, you know, why do you need to teach them? And it, it was just, again, it was just kind of, I was working on myself, I was working on my belief system, and it just kind of... I don't know. We just kind of started falling into doing less school, less and less and less school. And I noticed my kids thriving and I noticed them learning. And, um, of course then I was like, okay, everything stop. You guys play. I'm going to go over here and start reading everything I can about how people learn what, you know, what methods are there besides book, you know, making them. 
and um, everything, the world opened up. I mean, I started, you know, coming to all of these uh, uh, John Holt and, and all of these different authors that just resonated very, very deeply with me. And so we, I, I made a decision. Okay. And, and it, it was very fearful because um, I thought I'm taking a chance on my kids lives. You know, that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. I am gambling with their lives. And, um, I thought, well, what is the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that happens is they get to 15 and they can't read and they can't, and then we scramble around (laughs) and try to learn it, you know? So that, that was kind of, um, our journey is, is just bit by bit, um, kind of allowing it to unfold. And, um, so now my daughter has, we always, she's kind of fallen into this unschooling lifestyle with us. Um, even though she went to school, um, the boys are just into so many things. I mean, Cameron is, uh, building, um, his reputation and uh, business as an artist. Uh, Caleb is into, uh, learning to fly airplanes and uh, into coding and and gaming. And um, so I'm sure through our talk today, we'll talk more about how kind of all the, it's woven together to get us where we are right now. Um, But that's, that's kind of our, our story and where we're at and how we came to unschooling. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I, I love, I love all the little details like I, I remember there's a few episodes ago, there was, we, Anna and I did a Q and A and someone was asking about um, following our intuition. Right. Mm-hmm. And you made that point so beautifully where, cause she was saying, well, if we follow our intro, our intuition for homeschooling and that's a good thing, what about if our intuition says no screens, you know, so that that's the perspective that it was coming from. And we were talking about intuition and I had talked about, um, for me, how I felt like intuition was um, the first step, not the answer. Mm-hmm. And you shared yeah. such a beautiful example because your intuition was telling you homeschooling, homeschooling, bring him home from school, right? Because right. you could see the changes in him. And then, and then you did what, you, what that looked like to you. Right. What homeschooling looked like to you in that moment. And that was it. You know, you followed that intuition and then you gained some experience with it. Right. And then it it tweaks and tweaks as as now you're learning more. So school wasn't the thing. So homeschooling, we're going to take this step. Like to me, intuition is kind of giving us that next step that we want to take. So then we take it and try it. Right. And then you learn more. Right. Where you are and your intuition leads you to the next step. Right. And you, you're listening all along the way and you're being curious and you're questioning and, and all of those things, you know, it, it all comes in. It doesn't mean, oh, my intuition said this, it's the absolute way we are going for the rest of our life. No, it's, it's, it's a very in the moment thing, you know, and our intuition can come up and, and, and maybe it's not our intuition. Maybe it's a fear that we feel is our intuition. And so that's where we get the uh, opportunity to question that and, you know, and, and do some work on ourselves. That's what I meant by saying I had already been doing some of that work, you know, of, of 
okay, this feels right in the moment. Let me put my toes in the water. That's <laughs> right. Me, that's right. You know, because, oh, I was going to say paying, you're paying attention, you know, to, to what's yeah. happening. Right. And you could see, you know, Cameron was not enjoying it. You were not enjoying it. And then you notice, and you know, sometimes you just didn't push it. And then you notice right. that you guys were having fun and he was still learning. Like you said, you could right. see this right. learning happen. So that's more experience and more experience. And I love, love, love the point about fear because that's a big thing, right? It, especially when we're doing something that's new to us, something that's very different to us. And that fear is so often a great pointer to where we might want to look in that yeah personal work that you're talking about, right? I love, um, there's a book by Ryan Holiday. Oh, and it's called The Obstacle is the Way. Mm, it's so often the fear, the, oh my gosh, I don't want to be there, really is the way for us to go if we want to learn more and grow as a person. That fear is like, oh my gosh, I don't want to touch that. I don't want to touch that. Let me stay here and comfy. Yet there is so much growth and learning when we sit with that discomfort for a while and actually feel it out, like you said, and, and learn this little more about ourselves, right? It's, that's such a great I do, I, Absolutely. I think fear is the greatest teacher, for at least for me, mm-hmm. because I, I can feel it in my body. And when I feel it come on, I know, okay, it's time to relax and let's just look at it, you know? I, Maybe it is a valid fear. Maybe, you know, maybe it is something really I need to watch or maybe it's something from my past or some thing I picked up growing up or from society that isn't really the truth, you know, and, and can I let that go? So yeah, it's, 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 it's that's, fun. That's a great, that's another great point about fear when you're um, stepping toward it. It doesn't mean like, um, it doesn't mean accepting or that the end point is the opposite of the fear. Right. Exactly. You know, I'm scared about this. Doesn't mean the answer for me to get through it is to do the opposite is, is that I need to do whatever I'm scared of. That's not the point, right? Like you said, sometimes these fears are valid as in they're going to point me in the direction of something that I need to maybe put more effort into. I need to put more scaffolding around. You know what I mean? I need to have more plan backup plans for it. I need to think more about ways it can go sideways. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just what it's telling us is it can be a great place to go look. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's pretty cool. I love this. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) It's fun to talk about unschooling. Okay, so one of the things we uh, wanted to talk about, because I think there is a big misconception when people first hear about unschooling, right? And that that's unschooling is about letting your kids do whatever they want. You know, you'll often right. see that um, when people, like I, literally this morning, I saw a question, it's just pretty much word for word of this pass by on Facebook, right? And you can understand where they're coming from because on one hand, it's true in that as unschooling parents, we work really hard to help our kids do the things that they're interested in doing, whether it's, you know, flying planes or art or, you know, whatever those things are. But yet 
when you dig in a little bit more, it's so, so much more than just letting them do whatever they want, right? Because they aren't doing these things in isolation. It's not just about the thing. They're, I think, I like their actions are, are woven into the world, aren't they? It's, it's not about the thing and just letting them do whatever the thing is. They're doing it within the context of their life, aren't they? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, um, well, one thing I hear a lot is, well, if, if I let them do whatever they want, they're going to be on video games all day long, you know, and um, when you're first coming to this, it might look like they are on video games all day long and that's all they're doing. And maybe it is all they're doing. Um, I know my boys went through years of being on that computer playing Minecraft and all, all types of different games, you know, I mean, they were just fully immersed in it. Um, and I had to question too, during that time, I mean, you hear, Oh, the screens are bad for them and that hurt their eyes and all these things. And, and there's the fear. Mm-hmm. So, um, you, you know, I feel like we can use that again. We're coming back to the fear of, of question. It's a, it's a springboard for questions. So, um, are they really on the computer 24 seven? Are they getting sleep? Probably their bodies are going to make them sleep. You know, are they doing research on their games? Are they watching some YouTube about, you know, are they finding the answers to the questions that they have about their games? So there's a lot more going on there than they're just on video games all day, you know, or they're getting grumpy because they're on video games all day. Well, are they really getting grumpy because they're on video games? Are they having some frustration there? You know, um, and, and how can I be there for them in that frustration? Am I going, well, you need to get off the game. I mean, that's causing it. It's a, it's a knee jerk reaction. And in, in my mind, and I, I did it. So I, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I, I understand yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I did the same thing. I would be like, Oh my gosh, you know, they're, they're being so loud in there and they're, um, but it's again, I think coming to, no, we're not letting them do whatever they want, but we're trusting that what they want and what they're doing is leading them in a direction. And how can I fit myself? And maybe I don't even fit myself into it. You know, I think that's another thing that we feel this huge responsibility to, um, to guide our kids. I don't, I hope this is right on the, on our, our topic, but I, there was a point in time when um, I remember younger, you know, and hearing people and me thinking to, I wish they came with an instruction manual. I wish kids came with an instruction manual. So we knew what to do. And, and through this journey, it popped into my head one day. I was like, we don't have the instruction manual because they have the instruction manual for themselves. And we, they have the map. And if we're trying to give them our map, they're getting way off the path. You know, if, if I can help them follow their map, I can say, Oh, this says left. Oh, this says right. Then that's unschooling. That's kids are, we are not, 
<laughs> we're not programmed on what to do because they are. They they are. They know what they want. They know where they want to go. They know. Um, they may need help with that. They may need some guidance. They may need some um, list you, for you to listen. But we don't. That's not our responsibility as parents. You know. It's not our responsibility to let them know what they're interested in and what they should and shouldn't be doing and all of these things. Our um, uh, job, in in my mind, is that we're there to help them navigate that. So uh, even, even, um, you know, an angry outburst or even all of that, it matters. It matters, and that's where they're at. So if we can meet them there, then... Life is just so good <laughs> because it takes pressure off as a parent, you know. And I remember thinking about this and going, "Oh my gosh, is this crazy? Am I crazy? You know, am I crazy to be thinking that their responsibility is their life, you know? And my responsibility is to help them with their life. So wherever they want to go, that's." That's where I need to help them go, not where I think they should go, like video games. So we're back to that, you know. Okay, they were just love video games. They still love video games. Um, so how could I help them navigate through that? If they have a bad day and they're really grumpy at everybody, how can I help them navigate that instead of blaming it on the game, you know? Yeah. Wow. I love that metaphor. I mean, I we've talked about that so often on the podcast, but not really um, describing it as their map, right? I love that. And, and us helping them navigate the map of their life, right? And, and that is almost also underneath that is their learning map, right? Because even though they don't know why, may not know why in particular, they're drawn in a particular direction, right? Um, So often you can't just go, what are you getting out of this? You know, you can't just point blank. That's something you see if you are supporting them as they're following their math. When you look back, you can really see the path unfolding, can't you? But in the moment, it's hard to see in the moment because you don't know it. Like they're just, they're right there. But you know, because that's like you said earlier, that's something they want to do. So there's value in it for them. Right. And, yeah, and we get the chance to find out what, what is that value about? It's about being curious, you know, it, as a parent, being curious, huh, why do they want to play this game where they're shooting each other, you know, and killing people? I mean, what, what are they getting from that? And I, I think we tend to go straight to our fear and believe our fear and, um, and then react from that fear instead of responding to what is really going on. Okay. They're playing a shoot up game, you know, and it's scary to me. And, but what, you know, is it really scary? Is it really, or is that just some preconceived things that I have going on inside mm-hmm. about what that means? You know, and, so talking, you know, talking with them and, and watching the game or, um, I mean, there were times I, I told my boys, they're like, look at this. I mean, I'm shooting up this, you know, and I'm, I'm like, 
And I'm, I, I tell them, I'm just honest with them. You know, this really doesn't feel good to me to watch. I'm super happy that it, you're having fun with it. And, and then they know I'm honest. And then they can come and, and, and they'll talk to me about it later. You know, well, this is why, you know, I like it and, or whatever. You know, it, 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 it strikes conversation about what's going on. Yeah. So I think, you know, we just, we just have to be real. And that takes, I think, work on ourselves. So I, I remember thinking, okay, I need to just forget, you know, what they're doing and just work right here. And, and of course, I was there for them and, you know, right there in the room and things. But uh, my biggest thing was working here on me so that um, I could get out of their way, you know, especially in the beginning. It was like, I feel like anything I say is going to be reactive. So I need to just remove myself a little bit until I understand how, you know, how we want to live um, before I react and, and cause some thing that didn't need to be caused, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's so much amazingness in there, Michelle, but I, your, your great point about um, even, you know, right back to letting kids do whatever they want behind that question right up there is is fear right and like we were talking about earlier i'm so glad fear came up because um that is again the place where when we're feeling it that if we can sit with that discomfort for a while and actually ask ourselves questions like when i started i'm sure when you started so many um guests have mentioned that when we started down this path we don't did not realize how much of the work was going to, was ours to do. Right. Because we were, we were adults already. We're parents already. Like, you know, <laughs> we're good. We're set. I know things, <laughs> but oh my gosh, when we start to, because the, the, maybe the first thing that we're questioning, I mean, it depends on everybody's journey, but certainly for me, the first thing I questioned was education just, you mm-hmm. know, because it wasn't going well for my oldest. Right. And right. and then then that kind of opens up the whole world. It's like oh, all these other things I can question. Like you said, when I was when you were uncomfortable, you know, you would you didn't want to just be reactive because um, you knew that wasn't going to take you guys to a good place. That that was going to be judgment. So that's closing down conversations. You know, that's not going to be helpful moving forward. So it was you. Um, sitting with your fear for a while, sitting with that discomfort, asking yourself questions about why you feel that way, observing extra your kids, what they're getting out with it, having more conversations with your kids. I love the idea of turning fear into curiosity, right? Mm -hmm. It's curiosity about ourselves, asking ourselves questions. It's curiosity about what our kids might be getting out of it. It's having those conversations and learning more and just, just slowly working through it. Like these things don't need immediate answers, do they? No. Along the way, you know, we're going to know more a month from now than we do now. Right. And things are going to weave. I love that point because I think it's it's um, it's something that you know we are conditioned to think that there's somewhere to get. I mean, yeah. you really need to get there. Yeah. And, 
um, you know, with unschooling, it's really an unfolding. It's not, there's nowhere to get, we can always change it tomorrow. We can, we can do something different. And by me sitting with this today, doesn't mean that forevermore, I have to let them play video games every single day, all day long. You know, it just means that for right now, yes, I'm going to allow them to do that while I'm ask myself some questions. And yeah, I yeah. have to just pop up and say, because uh, yes, that's exactly, that was exactly it for me. Like in so many things, like from video games to, you know, my daughter wanting to go to concerts at like age 12, you know, at bars and, and that kind of stuff to like just so many things in life that mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable with, but the coolest thing was when I gave that trust and turned to curiosity every single time. And I'm not saying this, maybe, maybe something will come up six months from now where it won't happen, but every single time so far it's worked out. I've been the one that was missing information, (laughs) missing an insight, missing something when they are following their map, it's been okay. Yes, it has been okay. It has been okay. And that's not to say, you know, when I, that our kids aren't going to get hurt or they're not going to have, you know, problems or they're not. When they're going to make left turns and right turns and they're going to say, oh, no, I don't ever want to do that again. Like, yeah, it doesn't mean that their map is, you know, perfect. You don't aim for perfect. Life is not perfect. Things go wrong for all of us, but them following their map and seeing what obstacles they run into and how they work through them. It's all, it's all been okay. Yeah. It's all learning, learning about ourselves, learning about the world, learning about how other people view things, learning, you know, it's all learning. It's just, there's no way that learning is separate than from life. It's, it's the same thing. It is the exact same thing, you know, life and learning are synonymous. They're the same thing. So um, when we can get that, we can truly live a life that's not on that agenda. Let's by here, you're going to get to here. We've got to rush, 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 rush. You can just go, okay, this is how it is right now. It's definitely not going to stay that way, at least from what I've seen in my life. You know, it's all changing, always developing and and uh, evolving. So, you know, I don't even worry about it anymore. Something's going on. Okay, well, where do we go next? You know, yeah. or do we stay here? Or, you know, it's, it's in the moment. We're yeah. dealing with the moment. And I think... Where we've ended up here ties in so nicely to the next question. So I'm getting out there so we can continue this conversation. <laughs> because well, like I said, you know, and we could, I could talk forever. Talk for hours. No, I know. I know. Um, so uh, one of the more valuable um, paradigm shifts as we're de-schooling, and it, it really supports what we're talking about here, comes when we um, become able to distinguish between who we think our child should be and who they actually are, right? That's a lot of our personal work to do because truly seeing our kids um, understanding their map 
seeing the gifts that they bring to the world really is life-changing for us and for them. Like for them, when we get to that point, we can truly actively and enthusiastically support them as they're following their maps because we have, we've gone past the little voice telling us that maybe their map is wrong, right? Maybe we need to impose our map for a little while, right? Just to use your beautiful metaphor. Um, but that does take a lot of personal work, right? To get there. That de-schooling chunk, um, is, is a lot of, of really diving into our belief system, right? It's like, what do we believe our role is as parents, you know, looking at how we grew up and, and how we made choices and how they worked out. And it's just so much of our stuff to work through, to get to truly seeing our child for who they are, right? Yes, absolutely. Well, let's go back to the video game thing, right? I mean, so often um, that it's not, so often whatever they're choosing to do isn't, for me, I've, I've noticed it isn't a literal thing. You know, playing a shoot 'em up game, it's not literally that they're enjoying shooting people. <laughs> You know, which is the fear, because so often we see an interest and we we take it on the surface and and that's where our fear comes from. Right. But when we know who our child is, when we get deeper, there is more of a thread underneath. Maybe it's the puzzle aspect that they enjoy, you know, so truly seeing our kids for who they are makes all the things they're choosing so much more meaningful in the end. Right. Yes. So, you know, I think we a lot of times make these assumptions about our kids and, you know, okay, so video games, like you said, you know, oh, it's video games that they like or, um, um, you know, maybe it's, it's dancing or it's anything, you know, there, and and we go, I mean, I, I know from us, like a school mindset for how I was when I was first coming to this, um, it's like, okay, I'm the parent. Okay. Let me, I, I need to do this, 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 and this. Mm-hmm. And, and I did do this in the beginning. It and it was very annoying to my kids because yeah. they, um, you know, and they mentioned, oh, you know, I like um, uh, one of my, my son liked swords, you know, and playing with swords. And I was like, let's get in a fencing. Let's get in a, you know, a fencing class. Let's let's go do this. We can get with other people that do it. And he's like, whoa, you know, <laughs> I'm having fun with this foam sword right here. You know, <laughs> so I think we tend to kind of jump. We, we take on the responsibility of parent and parenthood so strongly. And, and it's a great thing because it is such a, um, it can be such a magical uh, relationship that we have with our kids, but um, we, we do need to see them for, for who they are and, and maybe ask some more questions and maybe really, you know, get to the bottom of, of what is it that they're really wanting? Who are they really? What, you know, what, what are they trying to communicate to me through this or by telling me this? Do they need me to fix it? Are they asking me to fix that for them? Um, I still struggle with this sometimes because, you know, my uh, sons will get into stuff and I'm like, oh, I found this and I found this article and, you know, and I can still see sometimes they're like, oh God, here 
know, you know, she's going to start giving me all this information about this thing. And I'm just having fun meandering it on my own. I just wanted to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing this. And so I think, you know, that's, that's, it can be hard. And I, I still, like I said, struggle with it, but um, it's just kind of stepping back a little bit and going, Oh, that's cool. You know, tell me what you're doing with that. What, you know, what have you already done with that? Do you need my help? Do you, you know, do I need to add a bunch of things on to that for you? And um, so, you know, and then we begin to see what they really, what are they really about in that area? What, you know, is this just, you know, maybe they're going to do that for 10 minutes and then we're, they're going to move on. And wow. here I am doing stuff together, you know, right? oh, that's so, such a, that's such a great point because that, that is part of getting to know them and getting to know how your relationship evolves and changes over time. Right. Because sometimes they want more involvement, sometimes less. It's kind of why we kind of talk about a dance metaphor, you know, in that yes. relationship. Because sometimes they want a little bit more help. They want you to lead a bit, little bit more and sometimes not. But so often they can sense our agenda a mile away. So that's this piece of working through this as we're de-schooling is, is practicing coming to the conversations without our agenda. And learning yes. how, you know, thinking through it, um, observing, thinking maybe past interactions, et cetera, where our agenda has kind of gotten in the way or, you know, in totally like, I mean, my kids know to say, mom, I don't want you to yeah, give me any suggestions. <laughs> I'm just telling you this, please. I don't want to have a big conversation about, you know, whatever, because they, because we all know each other as people and know yeah. our tendencies and, you know, and have such an open relationship where we won't take that personally or as a slight against us. We take that as, oh, cool. They know me so well. <laughs> Oh, it's that's so it's so true. You know, on this uh, this path with our kids, we really do get to know each other very well, and they do know that about me. That I am a I'm a go getter. I get things done. I find things, and you know, I'm I'm like all about lists and and all of this. And they're you know they're not, and but they do know that about me, and they don't put me down for that. But they're like, mom time to tap the brakes a little bit. I, you know, I'm, I'm good. And, 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 and yeah. And being able as a parent to go, Oh, okay. I get it. Yeah. Instead of feeling, you know, attacked or anything like that. If I could give an example, this is when Cameron was young. Uh, he was very young and we were just getting kind of into these principles <laughs> and we were going to a Christmas uh, dinner at his grandparents. And, and, and it was kind of more formal, you know, they, you know what it's like to go see grandparents sometimes. I mean, they yeah. have, you know, it's formal They, you know, you don't wear shorts and all of this. So my older boy, uh, Cameron, um, and I've told this story many times, but um, I said, Cameron, you need to, you know, he had his old raggedy shorts on a tank top and it's freezing cold outside. And I said, time to go change clothes. We're going to go, you know, to your grandparents. He's like, I don't want to change clothes. And I said, well, it's nice dinner. 
we need to dress up. So I laid your clothes out. Could you please go put them on? And he said, I want to know why. And I said, because it's a dinner where everybody's dressing up. He said, yeah, but why do I have to dress up? And I was like, you know, it was, it was really, I was in this place of questioning myself. So I'm like, wow, why does he have to dress up? And um, I said, well, because, you know, you don't want to feel left out or whatever. And he said, no, mom, this is about you wanting to look good. This is not about me wanting to look good. This is about you wanting to look good in front of everybody. And it was like a punch to my gut. I was, it really helped me to move um, out of seeing my kid as a reflection of me. Um, Because he was his own person and he wasn't embarrassed to go in, you know, to a really informal family. It's family. Um, I was, it was me. It was me that was going to feel embarrassed that he wasn't wearing a jacket, that he was in shorts and it was cold, that it was, um, he didn't look the part. And um, so that was when he was young and it really helped me to begin to question, okay, who, this kid really doesn't, you know, need to make an impression on anyone else. He's just who he is. And can I just allow him to be who he is? Um, can I get out of the way of my own needing to look good and allow him to just be who he is? So I let him wear the shorts and you know, nobody said anything and he was happy and um, it, it did so many things because it it, um, it gave him permission to call me out on my own stuff. And it, it gave me pause to look at myself and, and really look at what the situation really was instead of my preconceived notions of what it should be. Um, and, and I think that was kind of a turning point for me with them is to really listen to them, to my kids. Um, because they were going to help me. <laughs> they were going to help me get beyond my own stuff. And um, so that, that really helped me to see them for, it, it got me on a journey to seeing them um, who, for who they are and, and not letting my ego kind of get involved with, well, how dare they, they shouldn't talk, kid, a kid shouldn't talk back to their parent and they should do what their parent says. So that got me on a whole thing of questioning. Uh, yeah, maybe they have the right to say what they feel about what their body and their um, the way they're showing up in the world. Maybe they do have a right to that. And maybe I'm the one that needs to look at myself because th- he's showing me himself right there, who he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we learned so much. Like I, I've talked a lot about how I feel like I learned so much from my kids in that mm-hmm. just little interactions like that, right? And then then you just start questioning so much, and and it it's like it almost gives you permission to show up more as yourself again, right? It's like oh, my kids are doing this, you know? How much are the of of the things that I'm choosing to do are expectations that I'm just doing because 
other I because I think other people are expecting them from me. Is this something that's the whole kind of expectation to choice? That's another yeah. huge paradigm shift with de-schooling, right? Yeah. And I loved your story because you know what? Like you said, nobody said anything when he showed up that way, right? But even if he wanted to go there and you'd had the conversation, you he knew that kind of the expectation that you thought that you saw was that people were expecting people to show up dressed up, et cetera, right? And he was making this choice for himself. So even if, you know, grandma made a comment or something, like it might be yet another conversation between him and her. You know, right. him asking her why, like having a real conversation with her, getting real feedback from her so that next time he may choose or not. Like, you know, he right. would be getting it, you know, from the horse's mouth, as it were. Right. Right. That, and that why the, the actual answer to the why, if it truly was an yeah. expectation, you know, so it would still be OK. Yeah, we've had these times uh, because he is a very just informal. He's not about, you know, impressing anybody. (laughs) And so, um, you know, if we were going to go to a play or we're going to go somewhere where there really is a dress code, I mean, you can't, they won't let you in. Uh, Then it, you know, it opens up the discussion of, okay, these are the dress codes. Do you still want to go or would you rather stay home and and not join, not join us? Uh, This is the expectation for this place. Same thing with other people's homes, you know, um, this is the expectation in that home. Are you, and we went through this a lot when they were young because, um, you know, we we lived in a neighborhood where, um, a lot of the things we were doing were just like way off the, the charts, you know, letting your kids play video games and stuff. So they would want to go to their friends and they're wanting to play, you know, a call of duty or whatever. And, um, the parents don't let it or the parents limit video games or whatever. And so it was always their choice. You know, you can go there. These are their rules. Um, there are rules around the world. I mean, we do sometimes have to comply with those rules, but you know, you can choose not to go to that house. See how that get back, gets so nicely back to the question before that we let our kids do whatever they want to do. Well, right. no, but you know, they're, they're still living in a world. You don't sit there and, you know, um, get mad and diss and try to convince the other parent that their rules in their own home are wrong. No, it's just like, the, these are our choices. This is the expectation. This is how this place works. Do you want to go, right? It's back to these, these are our choices. And it's just understanding the context of all the different places we want to go, the people that are involved, you know, maybe, uh, maybe a brother and sister or, you know, siblings are going somewhere and one sibling, you know, will probably want to leave after a shorter amount of time. You know, it's just having all these discussions and working these things out between the people who are involved. Yes, we are helping them as much as possible to do the things that they want to do, but you're having the discussions on how we can make that happen within all the possibilities and all the different people involved and the places and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, and it empowers them to um, to live from that place, you know, to know, to learn to start asking themselves those questions. And, and I've seen that as my boys have grown up is that they 
they weigh the things on their own now. They're like, well, you know, um, maybe I don't want to go hang out over there because, you know, I don't feel respected over there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And But they're thinking about that on their own, but they can't get from being told every single thing they can and cannot do what they have to do. They can't get from there to over here where they are now without a lot of practice in between, you know, they have to, they have to have the uh, ability to make those choices and then go, Oh, I didn't like that choice. I want to make a different choice next time. Yeah. You know, if we're making those choices for them. Where do they how learn? Are they going to gain they, that experience? Right. In, uh, in that was how it was. Yeah. I'm sorry, Pam, go oh, ahead. No, exactly. They, they're not going to gain that experience in, because if we do it all in our heads, like, so we're bringing in all the possibilities, all the things that we think might happen, all the expectations that we think are there. And then we're coming up with what we think is the best solution, then telling them, right. how are they going to learn from that? How are they going to practice that skill? Because that is a skill. That's a skill we're still, we're still fine tuning for ourselves. It's a skill that you're fine tuning forever, right? As you learn more pieces, as you explore more pieces of the world, as you meet more people. That is kind of a, that's a skill that we are fine tuning all the time. So, you know, they will be too. And the sooner they get to start, like you said, they feel so much more agency. They feel so empowered to be making these choices. And the great thing is having those open conversations where they can challenge what we think the expectations are of a particular um, place or situation or, or even of people. Being open right. to to being wrong. Like you said, yeah. you know, I think, you know, that this is what the expectation of the dress code is going to be at this dinner, right? And him pointing that out and you're like, okay, I don't have a good answer for that. So, okay, let's try it. Wear your shorts, you know? Yeah. What, what an experience. Like you learned so much. He learned so much. You know, he learned that his choice worked out for him in that moment, right? There's just, and you learned, uh, you know, to question all those, all that what baggage expectation things that we have absorbed growing up that, you know, we are almost automatically doing and living and we're learning to question ourselves. And, you know, is this choice? Like, I love the question why, which is what curiosity leads us to, right? Well, why is that? Right. So that gaining experience through that. And I think that's the other thing. People are so worried to let kids do that because they think, you know, kids are going to make wild choices and are going to bring silly things into the conversation. But you know what? Number one, silly things are fun in those kinds of conversations, especially in brainstorming. Right. It breaks the ice. It breaks tension. (laughs) You can laugh. You know, that's awesome too. <laughs> but it really opens it opens our eyes so much, takes us back to so much of this is our work to do, isn't it? It it absolutely I think it it's absolutely <laughs> our work to do. <laughs> All right, I wanted to touch on because I know you run the Texas Unschoolers Conference, right? And it's happening in April this year. Yes, April. Oh gosh. I'll put it in the show notes with the date. Sorry. That's okay. That's okay. 
Now, I know from a few years of hosting the Toronto Unschooling Conference that there's a lot of work that goes into that. So I was just very curious to know, what's your favorite thing about the conference? I think my favorite thing is just what we're doing right here, is talking with um, other parents. The kids, we do it in a very natural setting. Mm -hmm. So the kids have tons of stuff to do. They're running around outside. They're, you know, a, um, a lot of the kids in Texas live in cities, you know, so they don't get this trees and just so much nature and all of that. So they, they just have a blast. And, and, um, and I love just connecting with people on all walks of the journey, you know, that are, are maybe even in the very beginning stages and they're like, Oh, but I'm so scared about this. And I'm so scared about that. Um, uh, that's my very favorite part and seeing kids just free range and making connections that, um, last a lifetime. You know, they, they, they grow up together. They Skype together or whatever they're doing now. I think it's discord now. <laughs> <They're>, uh, <laughs> they, you know, but, but they, they stay connected and, and they have a, it, it, it creates an environment for them to be able to find people that are living this lifestyle because we do come across a lot of people that are in public school that are, going, what the heck are you doing? And, or whatever, you know, or I've had my kids, you know, they've been told that, you know, when they were younger, you're going to live under a bridge because you don't go to school or, you know, all these crazy things. So for them to go and be with other kids that are living this, that are, um, very intelligent and wise and, and smart and just all of those things. Um, it, it's just, it's just a wonderful place you know it's a wonderful place to be at a conference like any conference probably you know unschooling conference just yeah that, no, uh, that atmosphere is just it's you, it's like you, a weight that you didn't know you were carrying around often gets kind of released when you know that um, the other families that you're interacting with for a few days are coming from the same kind of space, the same kind of environment, you know, that they are loving on kids the same, the same kind of way and supporting their kids. And yeah, it, it's just like a, a very relaxed breath of fresh air, isn't it? And then literally having, I ended up the same thing. You know, I started at a hotel with mine and ended up in the country in cabins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's just something beautiful that. about that atmosphere, right? really is. I, I really like it. And um, the kids being able to just run all over and yeah. not worry about really bothering anybody, <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, with being or whatever, they can just go jump in the pool and, you know, climb a tree and <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. Okay. So last question, I would love to know what has surprised you most about how unschooling has unfolded in your lives? Yeah. Um, one of the things probably is that I, I started out to um, find a different education mode for my kids, and um, I ended up finding kind of myself. <laughs> you know, I was able to, uh, I, like you were talking about earlier, I started giving myself the permissions that I was giving to my children, the the freedom, I guess it's not permission, but the just the freedom to explore something 
um, without it having to be something, without it having to be, I mean, I love writing and I, I put so much pressure on myself to write a book, but I let go of that, you know, just write. I mean, if it if I decide, if I really want to, it's going to be strong in my heart and I'm going to go for it and I'm going to do it. Trust, trust in myself, I think has been one of the biggest side benefits that I, I wasn't going for when I first started down this journey. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm really living the life I want to live, you know, and um, in different areas than just my kids. I mean, just in my own life, um, I'm doing things that uh, empower me and make me feel alive. Whereas before I didn't feel that I had permission uh, to do those things. So it, the more that I've seen even myself, um, moves in that direction, the more I've been able to give it to my kids. Cause I'm like, this is amazing, you know, amazing to be able to just play with something and just have fun with it without it having to go somewhere without it having to be a waste. Yeah. That is one thing y'all talked about the other day. I, I was listening on a podcast that you were talking about words that kind of, um, go away from your vocabulary. And I was thinking waste because waste, um, is it ever a waste? That's a question. It's a question we can ask ourselves and we don't have to go deep into it, but really, um, ask yourself, was it a waste? Was it a waste of time? Was it a waste of money? Really? Or is that just a fear? Um, and, and for me, that's been great because I, it's given me permission to do things without having to go anywhere without having to have it. So that's one of the biggest things. I mean, my relationship with my kids, I never knew that we could talk about some of the things we talk about together. Um, that that was even possible for parents and kids to be able to do. That. Um, I mean, we, we have com- conversations about everything, you know, everything that, um, anything that comes up and they, they feel comfortable that uh, they can talk to both me or their dad, you know, about just about anything. And we're not going to have a judgment and we're not going to, it's just going to be a conversation. Oh, I love that so much, Michelle. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today. I had so much fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Me too, Pam. (laughs) And before we go, um, can you share a place how people can uh, get in touch with you or connect with you online? Yes, um, we. You can go to our website um, at uh, texasunschoolers.com. There's a contact form there. Um, you can reach me on Facebook. We have a Facebook page, which is Texas Unschoolers. We have a, a private Facebook group, which is Texas Unschoolers. Also, awesome. Um, three of those. Uh, yeah, it's perfect. Oh, that's great! And I will put links to all those places in the show notes. And thanks again. Have a great day, Michelle. You too, Pam. Thank you. I hope you found this episode helpful on your unschooling journey. And be sure to check out the wonderful archive of earlier podcast episodes. The conversations never go out of date. And you can find more information about my books, my Patreon community, and the Childhood Redefined Unschooling Summit at my website, livingjoyfully.ca. Have a great day. 